Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, yeah. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is, youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan. We are simulcasted over on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me. It'll take you up to 105 before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up for Nats. Baseball fellas continuing their home series against the Miami Marlins. Not as much success here in D.C. against the Marlins as they had out in Miami. But we'll bring it all to you coming up top of the 1 o'clock hour. Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler get you warmed up with Nats on deck. Plenty of show to get to before we get out of here. Four hours of me and you. We'll have a couple of guests stop by the program. Our college football insider, Denton Day, set to join us top of the 10 o'clock hour to go through the crazy weekend that was uh, in college football. It actually wraps up tomorrow, so we'll get to all of that before we get out of here as well. I don't know if you all feel the same way that I feel, and I said it as I walked in the studio this morning. I, I normally I normally got to pace myself. I normally got to temper expectations. I normally got to chill out a little bit as we get closer and closer to the start of the NFL season. This offseason has been like none other I've ever been a part of in terms of the excitement around my team that I love, in terms of player movement, in terms of the drama, the storylines. Everything you could have wanted in this offseason, you got it. You got it. But in about four days, five days, when the Kansas City Chiefs have their ring ceremony in Arrowhead and the fighting Dan Campbells come on the road and try and shock the world, that's when we'll know we are here. Mark your calendars right now. It might be a boring Sunday for you. You'll catch a couple of college football games today. We'll have a big game tomorrow night. Just tread lightly, ladies and gentlemen, because guess what? After months of creating storylines, after months of hypotheticals, after months of trying to figure out what this year is going to be, come Thursday night, it's here, baby. Week one of the National Football League season is upon us. We'll get to my predictions for the season. We're getting official predictions from your boy here this afternoon. And the one thing I will say about my predictions, because I'm an honest man, my predictions will change throughout the season. You can write it down. You can say I'm a flip-flopper. Say what you want. My predictions, 110%, will change throughout the season. Because you got to have data. you got to understand what you're seeing. you got to understand what you're talking about. But before we get out of here this afternoon, I will give you a full-blown scale of NFL predictions. We'll have Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the National Football League heading into the season. I'll give you my official Washington Commanders record prediction. I'll also give you some award winners. We'll go 
Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. It is a full-scale NFL preview here on this Sunday morning edition of Overtime. Speaking of the National Football League, interesting week in terms of drama. You know, I'm a drama king. Anytime there's drama, I'm turning over stones to try to find it. Chris Jones, we spoke about Kansas City. Chris Jones, arguably, if it's not our boys here in D.C., talking about Big John Allen and Big Deron Payne, if we're not talking about those two cats and we're not talking about Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, hands down, the best interior defensive lineman in the National Football League. And anytime you have a team that is coming off a championship, anytime that you have a team that feels like they're on the cusp and on the precipice of being considered a dynasty, anytime you see cracks in a team's armor like that, you got to magnify it. You got to pay attention to it. Chris Jones, the all-pro defensive tackle for Kansas City, the straw that stirs the drink on defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. That is, that is a guy that they can't afford being without, and it looks like, based on Twitter, based on all the information we're getting via social media, it looks like Chris Jones will not be there Thursday night when the fighting Dan Campbells come to town. That's what it seems like. And you could talk about Patrick Mahomes and the electricity of that offense. You could talk about Big Red Andy Reid and his play calling. I tell you what, you take any team across the National Football League and you take the best player from a particular side of the ball, offense or defense, and you tell me if it's not going to look different. That's what I'm saying, man. It feels like it's some foregone conclusion that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go back to the Super Bowl next year. All the conversations from your favorite pundits on NFL Live and NFL Network, the discussion right now in terms of the National Football League and its hierarchy, is it Kansas City or is it the field? What's the safer bet? Do I put all my shekels on the Chiefs to repeat or is it more likely that one of the other 31 teams gets their act together and dethrones this group? So much to pick apart. I do know this. If Chris Jones is not out there, I'm going to give him till week eight. I'm going to give him till week eight because that's the tweet that he put out. He was responding to somebody being smart on Twitter about when he's going to report. And he responded with week eight. We'd heard from Travis Kelsey during the week. We've heard from Patrick Mahomes during the week. When your teammates are begging and pleading for your services, let you know you're pretty damn good. I'll tell you that much. These are grown-ass men on their hands and knees, basically. Asking Chris, can you come back, please? Chris, can you come back, please? Look, I get it. When you put in the work that Chris Jones has put in, when you feel like you're on the doorstep of being a dynasty, you need all hands on deck. And it's so interesting and funny to me because we had a lot of dialogue and conversation this week surrounding Chase Young and him not showing up to the voluntary workouts back in the spring and him dealing with the stinger. There's so much commentary about our defensive guy that's in town and practicing but we don't hear the same work ethic concerns about Chris Jones. We don't hear the same, the same work ethic concerns about a, a Joey Bosa. I get it. Chase Young has not put up the numbers that those two individuals have put up. But in terms of talent and importance to the roster, I think he's right up there with them. We will get to the Chase Young thing and unpack all of that in the 11 o'clock hour. Because I told y'all, this is my final solo hurrah before the regular season starts. And I'm on one. Call it like I see it. 10 o'clock, we'll have our college football insider Denton Day join the program. 12.20, we will hear from our pal J.P. Acosta, who covers the National Football League for SB Nation. We'll take a big-picture spin 
around the NFL with JP. That's coming up at 1220. I mentioned, though, NFL Week 1 on tap. The big drama right now is Chris Jones in Kansas City and Bosa out in the Bay. Those two defensive studs upset about their contracts, not showing up to camp, not reporting, not participating until they get their bag. Seems like we're closer to a resolution in terms of the Bosa situation in comparison to the Chris Jones situation. But in terms of both of those two guys' importance to their team, right up there. It's been an interesting week for the San Francisco 49ers. We talked about it last Sunday uh, when we got the news that Trey Lance was getting shipped out to Big D. Hearing Kyle Shanahan give his explanation this week and talk about why the decision was made. I, I said it earlier this week. I was in for the Kevin Sheehan show, myself and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker. I accused, and I'm going to call it like I see it. I'm going to tell her how a T.I. is. That is what I am known for. Robert Sala and Kyle Shanahan, your two newest members into the NFL Illuminati. You're probably like, huh? What are you talking about? The Illuminati? Are we talking about the big triangle thing? No. It's a hyperbole I'm speaking in. Just bear with me. Robert Sala and Kyle Shanahan are the two newest members of the NFL Illuminati, and here's why. How rare is it that you get to swing and miss on two top five quarterbacks and continue to keep your job. You know how much that usually sets a franchise back when you swing and miss on a quarterback in the top five, especially in San Francisco's case, considering the assets and the capital that you had to move to get in that position. But we're just supposed to believe that Brock Purdy is going to be the second coming of Jesus. We're supposed to just believe that Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant himself, is going to be able to replicate last year's performance. I got news for you all. For my San Francisco 49ers fans out there, Jason Bishop, if you're listening out there right now, I am talking to you, my friend. The 49ers got another thing coming. Think about what they're having to deal with. No Bosan camp right now creating that distraction. Literally the heart and soul of their pass rush juice. Offensively, you have a quarterback that hadn't proven a damn thing. Let's call it what it is. Does the kid even have a 300-yard passing performance to this point in his career? Yet we are just crowning the San Francisco 49ers as the second best team in the NFC. That's what's beautiful about this program today. I told you, I'm going to lay it all out there. My last solo show before week one of the NFL regular season, I'm giving you predictions. I teased it already. Top of the 11 o'clock hour, you better make sure you know your damn radio. We got Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the National Football League. So for all this talk about the San Francisco 49ers and what they are going to be and what they are not going to be, I got something for you coming up top of the 11 o'clock hour. I told you we got Denton Day coming up at 10. I want to get to some college football news here quickly and take a spin around the college football landscape. Local teams in action. We got to see Talia Tungavailoa in the Maryland Terps yesterday. Hell of a crowd out there in College Park. I know a couple of my good buddies was down there watching it and catching in and soaking up all the action. Chris, I didn't send this to you before, but at some point in today's program, we have to play what I have now dubbed the best intro, not even just in college sports. I'm calling it the best intro in all of pro sports. What happened last night in Blacksburg, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't get to catch it live. I was working. When you're doing this, you got to have separate sources of income. But when I watched it on YouTube this morning, I promised to God I had chills. What went on in Blacksburg last night with that enter Sandman and watching these cats walk out onto this playing field in front of 70-plus thousand, I mean, there's nothing like it in all the professional sports in terms of that energy, that environment, that atmosphere. And look, 
I played high school football. I played in some pretty big high school football games. Didn't really play much in college. So I haven't got to participate in experience and atmosphere like that in an environment like that. But, man, if we got it ready, take a listen to what the hell went on last night in Blacksburg. Enter Sandman. I'm dubbing it right now. The best intro, not just in college sports, but in all of sports. Take a listen. up here that I'll retweet it out on the X app it is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP so you can see the full video for yourself in its entirety but man how do you not get goosebumps how do you not get chills watching those dudes run out You see for yourself, man. It is the best intro in all of sports right now. Almost at pro sports. But I'm just going to say all of sports, period. Not just college. Not just not just uh, professional, uh, collegiate, amateur hour. Whatever you do during your 30 minutes at work. This is better than any intro you got. I promise you that. Told you, man. It was a big-time college football weekend. We had our first thick six of the college football season as well. And being a former defensive lineman, you know the appreciation and the love that I have for a thick six. Defensive lineman tipping a pass to himself, catching it, taking that bad boy 70-plus yards to the house. I love everything. Everything about what I saw yesterday. The only thing, the only thing that's kind of got me scratching my head in terms of what I saw yesterday in the college football landscape And I'll be honest with you, for me, big-time college football games are the ones that I'm locked and loaded and sitting down and glued to my seat for, like tonight's action that we got to close out the week, the Camping World Kickoff Classic, Florida State, number eight Florida State hosting LSU. Those are the types of games that I sit down in front of the chair and I'm like, man, I can't get up. But only the big ones, man. That's how I roll with college football. Yesterday, I was on the call of Georgetown and Marist, so I didn't get to see Deion Sanders and company bring their Louie down to TCU on a 110-degree day. We're going to talk about it as the show rolls on. But for me yesterday, the most pressing takeaway in college football, and this is kind of why I'm fair weather when it comes to college football, the amount of blowouts that we saw yesterday, I'm like, geez, Louise, where is your pride? Where is your pride, UT Martin, going down 48-7 to at the hands of Georgia? Where is your pride, Nevada? Going down 66 to 14 at the hands of USC. Where is your pride, Portland State? 81 to 7? Metal Chris, did you see 81 to 7 yesterday? Are you kidding? Yeah, that was pretty ridiculous. Even even by college blowout standards, that was insane. And I can't talk. Did you see how many push-ups the duck did? Come on, man. (laughs) I believe it was 500 some odd push-ups for the Oregon Duck. Shout out Bo Nix, man. I saw a tweet yesterday. That's the other thing I love about sports and college sports in general. Whenever you get people on Twitter that like to play funny, 
Bo Nix, the starting quarterback for Oregon. Somebody said, man, Bo Nix has been in school since Obama been in office. <laughs> and I get it. With COVID, with, 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 the, with the, the red shirting and all the things you could do and injuries, it is kind of ridiculous. But he led that Oregon offense yesterday in fireworks, barbecue chicken, 81-7. to 7. I've never seen a score like that in my life. Southeast Missouri, they look better going down 45 to nothing. That was like, outside of Dion yesterday, that was my number one takeaway from the college football weekend. Have some pride, Arkansas State. Going down 73 to nothing. Have some, Mercer, have some pride going down 73 to 7. Are you kidding? Do better. I can't talk. Because everywhere I've gone in my life, I've lost. Shout out to Ray Fowl. Shout out to Bill Garvey. Well, not shout out to Bill Garvey because Bill Garvey's a, But I've suffered some bad losses. I've had the belt put to my behind before in terms of athletics. I'll never forget it. Magruder High School, 2014. All the hype around the team. We got a new head coach. We had NBC4 covering our training camp. I'm like, what? What is NBC wanting to come come check out the Colonels for? But it's okay. We went out to Mama Lucia's. Did a little pregame interview or a little preseason interview. My first time doing media availability. You know I had the longest interview there because I love to talk. But, man, we go out, all the hype that was built into that. We're going against a team in Northwest. Out of Northwest Jaguars, man. Still perennially one of the best teams right now in high school sports in terms of Montgomery County, Maryland. Northwest didn't have a lot of expectations. It's a packed house at Magruder. First of all, when you say packed house at Magruder, this is two bleachers worth of people. You're probably thinking that's small. This is huge. I, I can't overstate how big and how crazy of an atmosphere it was. I will never forget it. We got our, we got our behinds beat. I believe it was 63 to nothing. 63 to nothing we lost at the hands of Northwest during my junior year of high school. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hate on Mercer. I'm not trying to hate on New Mexico going down 52 nothing. But I got a problem with Portland State. And I keep bringing up Portland State. I'm licking my fingers. I'm doing the barbecue chicken. I'm doing everything you could possibly do to show that, hey, man, something like this, completely unacceptable. Anytime you go down 81 to 7, check your draws. That, that's, that's the only thing I can say about it. Check your draws. At least it wasn't a shutout. <laughs> you're, you're right, Chris. Thank you for bringing the humility to the situation because you wouldn't have been able to get on. Imagine the bus ride. Well, I guess it's not that far. Portland State, Oregon, it's a little in-house interstate matchup. It's, it's just ridiculous, though, man. You all know how I get down those to people's show. It's happened with me all show long. One of three ways. MGM, National Harbor, Lester Lines, wide open, one 800 636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well. It is at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We'll recap week one of the college football season coming up top of the 10 o'clock hour when our pal Denton Day of Sirius XM Radio joins the program. Also coming up at 1220, as promised, we will take a big picture look around the National Football League. My pal J.P. Acosta, who covers the league for SB Nation, is set to join us. But before we get out of here, I told you, this is my last solo endeavor before week one of the regular season. I'm letting it all hang out. We got record predictions for the Washington Commanders. We got a Super Bowl prediction. We got award winner predictions. But top of the 11 o'clock hour, I got exactly what you want. Nell's Super Six Pack, my top six teams in the National Football League heading into week one. I got that for you. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, it's Linnell's lead line. My top story for the weekend, Deion Sanders. He told you he was bringing his luggage, and it damn sure was Louie. That's next on the Team 980. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just getting rolling here on this Sunday morning edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you till 105 before we dish the rock to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll bring you Nats and Marlins. It is a 135 first pitch, and per usual, you can catch all of the action right here on your flagship home for Washington Nationals Baseball, 1067 The Fan. I teased a couple of items in the opening segment. Top of the 10 o'clock hour, our pal Denton Day set to join the program and give us his thoughts on week one of the college football season. Uh, Denton Day, the host of the college football wrap-up show on Sirius XM. Late nights on Saturday, long night for my boy last night. So appreciate him waking up with us early this morning. Me and Denton will be in tomorrow morning, uh, 6 to 10, uh, in for the Sports Junkies right here on The Fan as we celebrate Labor Day uh, across the DMV. Right now, though, I want to get to the top story in the world of sports in Linnell's lead line. For our top story in other news, news more news, the biggest breaking news story this town has ever seen. Linnell's lead line. Well, unless you live under a rock, I'm pretty sure you know what I want to talk about in Linnell's lead line. All the discussion, all the dialogue during the college football offseason was centered around what Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes were not going to be. A team last year that finishes 1-11. A team that perennially, for the past six or seven years, haven't busted a damn grape. A team that before this coaching staff that's in place now got there, there was no hope. There was no care. There was no community outreach. It was just a football team. But as promised, he told y'all, from the first day that he got here, we coming. We coming. I'm bringing my luggage in as Louie. You could either believe in what we got going on, or you can hit the door. 81 transfers. 81 for Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. 80 
new players, sold-out season tickets, a 700% increase in merchandise sales. You can't tell me that he hasn't already made an impact before they even played yesterday. Think about where ESPN was. During the spring, ESPN chooses to go out to the top spring ball games across the country. ESPN was in Boulder, Colorado, watching Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes. And I got to be careful when I say this because I don't want to make this all about Deion. But for some of you out there who feels he deserves no credit and that he's trying to take all the moonshine and the glory from the players, shame on you. Shame on you. You're a hater and you don't understand what has gone down with this program the past year. You just don't. When is the last time you have seen one single individual entity come into a program that has no cachet, no clout? When's the last time you've seen a guy come in and single-handedly change around a program in under nine months, I might add? Ain't even been a year yet. I understand it's TCU. They don't have Max Duggan anymore. They graduated guys. But there is hella NFL talent littered across that roster. So for those of you out there who are going to try to underscore what Deion Sanders and Colorado did this week, miss me with that. I have no time for it. I have no time for it. What I do have time for, though, is to sit out here and sit up here and congratulate and highlight and honor what the hell we got to see this weekend. Shador Sanders, Deion's son. A lot of people were questioning Dion's decision to give Shador the job when he got to Colorado. After playing at Jackson State the last two years, Shador comes in and gets given the keys to the Colorado offense. Now, mind you, that shouldn't be too much of an issue based on how horrendous this Colorado offense was last year. Got a couple of numbers for you all. You know I'm a stats man. Last year, the Colorado Buffaloes offense averaged 15.4 points per game. Can I repeat that to you? Last year, Colorado averaged 15 points per game on offense. They averaged 173 passing yards per game. And this kid, that they said his talent wouldn't be able to translate to the Power Five. They said he was only an HBCU quarterback. He's just Deion's son. No, no, no. What he is and what he may end up being is the second best quarterback in the class of 2023. You could take that to the bank and deposit that. That's what he may end up turning into. Are you kidding? When is the last time we have seen a better Power 5 debut than what we saw yesterday from Shador Sanders? Flawless. A masterclass at the quarterback position. Teach tape for four straight quarters. 38 of 47. 510 yards. Four touchdowns. But I don't even want to talk about just the the statistical performance of Shador Sanders yesterday. I want to talk about the fact that he is the unsung, unquestioned leader of that football team that is littered with talent, I might add. He is the unsung, unquestioned leader of that team. It didn't all look pretty yesterday for this group. Talking about Colorado. TCU had this team on the ropes on multiple different occasions. It was one of the most back-and-forth contests we have seen in recent memory. And this young man, in his Power 5 debut on the road against the national championship runner-up, throwing for 500 yards, setting the school record, 
Come on, man. I don't even ring the bell on this program, but sometimes you got to give credit where credit is due. And the beautiful part about all of this is the humility, the humbleness that I feel like this group rolls with. And y'all can say humble, humility. How can you say you're humble and have humility when you're, when you're bad-mouthing the media post-game? No, 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 no. It wasn't bad-mouthing the media. It's going out there and saying, you know what? Do you still not believe? Saying, you know what? Is this enough for you? Beautiful part about all of this. Yesterday, after the 45-42 win where the Colorado Buffaloes go on the road and shock the world against TCU, Deion Sanders postgame with one of the most memorable interviews in recent memory. Take a listen. Coach Prime, it doesn't get much better than this. You said all along, we come in, this team is here, and wow, did you impress. How proud are you? Thank you, Jesus. I'm so thankful right now. My son, man. My pop right here. My son, my other son. Man, I'm loving these kids. Rick George for giving me this opportunity, man. This is a blessing. Everybody, Buff Nation, who supported us in all the hood that had my back. I thank y'all. God, this is good. (laughs) Woo! What can you tell me about your defense and the way they came up huge with that stop to get this win? They surrendered some big plays throughout the game, and we all we kept teaching was just we need one stop, one stop. But what about the offense? How did they respond? How did these guys respond? I don't know how many snaps he played, but we're going to put a hot tub on the plane for him to make sure he's straight. Hey, we're excited because we are heading to visit your home next week, Folsom Field. What is your message to the fans of what we can expect from Colorado? We told you we're coming. We told you we're coming. You thought we were joking. And guess what? We keep receipts. God bless you, America. Ooh, God is good. How do you not get turned up for that? God bless you. We love you, America, but we keep your receipts. I love the energy from Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. They are the perfect example of a football team taking after the personality and character of their head coach. That's why I don't say it's ever, ever unimportant. Don't ever say coaches don't have an impact on games, man. He had to get that group to buy in and believe, and they did so, man. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we got more of Deion Sanders, man. It is the story of the weekend, not just in college football, but to me, in all of pro sports. Deion Sanders keeping his receipts. You don't want to miss what he had to say during his post-game media availability. That's next during the 106.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Liddell Willingham, taking you up to 105 before we hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you warmed up 
for Nats and Marlins with Nats on deck. It is a 135 first pitch. Per usual, you can hear all of the action right here on your flagship home for Washington Nationals baseball, 1067 The Fan. Want to get to and continue to talk about the biggest story to me in the entire sports landscape from the weekend, Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes going on the road in hostile territory against the national title runner-up from a season ago, TCU. 45-42 to winners in one of the best college football contests I have seen in recent memory. And honestly, I don't want to make this all about Deion, but clearly his team has taken after the character and the attitude and mentality of their head coach. Here is Dion. I don't even want to call it a rant. But here is Dion just calling how he sees it postgame, man. Take a listen. Wonderful game. Wonderful beginning. Intriguing. Passionate. Purposeful. It was all of that. We had some uh, guys that singled themselves out with their playing and their playing ability. A lot of guys you doubted. One of them from HBCU. I think he had uh, 510 yards passing in a Power 5 football game, and he happened to be my son, and I'm proud of him tremendously. Defensively, we had some letdowns, but the guys came and made the plays when they needed. I think we broke a record. Everything we do seems like a record. Four receivers with 100 yards. Uh, we didn't run the ball greatly, but we, we threw the heck out of the football. Savion, another back, played a, a great game. All the guys contributed, Dylan as well as uh, Hankerson. The line did their thing, fought their butts off. We got to fix some things on defense, especially special teams, because I think we gave up uh, three or four turnovers. We gave up the kickoff. We had a fumble. A couple other things happened in the first half, but hats off to the opposing team. Their coach greatly. Uh, I believe their head coach, I I love him to life, what he did, turning the program around at SMU as well as uh, here last year. Good man. I had a moment with him in the middle of the field when one of the guys were injured just to let him know how much I appreciate him, how much I respect him for what he's accomplished. And I and I, I really look up to him. He's a good man, and his team was well coached today. Deion Sanders, man, trying his best to highlight and give credit to all of the guys that deserve their flowers from yesterday. The stars of yesterday's performance, Shador Sanders obviously going to get highlighted uh, because of the passing performance that he had. The running back, the freshman Dylan Edwards, Five catches, 135 yards, and three touchdowns. He's obviously going to get highlighted for what he did. They had three different receivers go for 100 yards. But there's one guy I want to single out in particular, man. What Travis Hunter did yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, get familiar with the name. He should be the leader in the Heisman Trophy voting right now, Travis Hunter. After week one, both Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter should be the leaders In the Heisman house right now, we'll see how it goes as the season progresses here. But Travis Hunter, what he did yesterday, and I'm 25, I'm the youngest in charge, so I really, when you talk about what Deion did back in the day, when you talk about what Bo Jackson did back in the day, I can't really relate to that. I have never in my life seen anything even comparable to what Travis Hunter did yesterday. 110 snaps yesterday on a 110-degree day. Out in Texas, in front of over 100,000 people, first game of the season, everything on the line, all the pressure that these young men had to deal with, and he went out and did that? Not only did he play 110 snaps, both at wide receiver and at corner, he got the nerve to go for 11 catches, 119 yards, 
His interception that he had was the key pivotal turning point in that football game to me. I tell you what, all offseason, Dion tried to tell us. Dion tried to tell us, I got something. We're coming. There's a reason. There's a reason that there are 80 new guys on this roster. Because when you go 1-11 and and the crap's not working your way, you got to do something. You can't go in and continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over again. But we talked about Travis Hunter and how excellent he was yesterday. Coach Deion Sanders yesterday during his post-game media availability was asked, can Travis Hunter keep playing at a high level on both sides of the ball? Listen to what Prime had to say about this. Kenny, I try to tell you, but you ain't want to believe me because I'm just a lofty old young coach. I don't know nothing about football. You know, I just played in the NFL for 14, played at a high level in college for four, and been coaching youth all the way up for a long time. Why, how do you think we got Dylan Edwards? I coached him when he was four to seven years old. That's why we got Dylan Edwards. So Travis is him, like the young folks say. Travis is it. I really think, you know, I always promote all my kids. I really think we got a couple guys that uh, should be front runners for the Heisman right now. I really, that's how I feel. And I want to promote my kids at all costs. Deion Sanders post game, man, talking his cash money. I mean, I look, I-, I continue to say it. I can't overstate it. It has been one of the more impressive things that I've seen in recent memory uh, in terms of college football. We'll continue to highlight and talk about Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes as the show goes on. Remember, top of the 10 o'clock hour, our college football insider, Denton Day, set to join the program. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, I'll tell you the number one thing that I learned during week one of the college football season. That's next here on The Fan. Welcome back. It is overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We are simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 105 before we dish the rock to our coverage of Washington Nationals baseball, Charlie Slows. And Dave Jagler gets warmed up for Nats and Marlins. It is a 135 first pitch. And per usual, you can catch all of the action right here on The Fan. Want to continue to talk all things college football. Coming up in about a half hour, our pal Denton Day, the host of SiriusXM's college football wrap-up show, set to join the program coming up at about 1020. We'll recap the weekend that was in the college football landscape. Uh, right, right now, though, want to shout out my alma mater, not my alma mater college, because I don't accept them, and I'm sort of like an ugly stepchild to them, but wait till they come asking me for money in a couple of years. Nonetheless, the alma mater that I love to claim, the fighting Magruder Colonels, man. Shout out to Coach Fowler and the Colonels, man, winning their season opener 21-12 to against Springbrook on the road, I might add. And the only reason, not the only reason I'm mentioning this, I was about to sound really, really selfish. One of the reasons I wanted to shout out Coach Fowl and the Magruder Colonels, because anytime you win your season opener on the road, it gives you an energy uh, surrounding your program. And I think, you know, Coach Fowl in his, what, seventh year on the job, really starting to establish the culture that he's wanted to set there, and they're doing a hell of a job. They've become a super competitive football team and no longer an easy out. Uh, But I want to shout out Colonels Jr., man. My man Yannick Mbanda setting the school's single-season sack record, single-game sack record, excuse me, with four sacks on Friday night. So I want to shout out my man Yannick Mbanda for racking up four sacks on Friday night versus Springbrook. Metal Chris, could you could you take a guess as to who was the previous record holder at Magruder High School for single-game single, single game sacks? 
No idea who that could be, Linnell. I, I think it was the youngest in charge woman, Linnell Willingham, who had a couple of three-sack games uh, during his time over with the Magruder Colonels, man. But it's not about me. Shout out Yannick and Bonda and shout out Coach Fowl and the Colonels, man, doing the damn thing. I want to take your calls, though, real quick. 1-800-636-1067 this number. If you want to tap in or touch on anything we've discussed uh, here in the first hour of the program, one of my favorites on the line, Coach Vic out in Akakee. What's going on, baby? How you doing? So man, this is this was I think this was awesome yesterday with uh what Coach Prime uh was able to get to and I mean I, I we affectionately know him as Dion. Right. Um I Dion actually went to the church I grew up in, so I got to meet him uh, okay. a couple of times. A couple of Monday nights. Uh my mother was in home athletics class. Like I used to see him every Friday. Okay. And uh yeah, a couple of them, but I see them uh, a lot. So anyway, man, we could talk about all the window dressings. You know, the yards and the mm-hmm. records that were broken and all those things. But let's talk about how he was able to galvanize yes. a dead program. Yes. We got to really home in on that. People don't understand don't understand how hard that is. Mm-hmm. When you have, you have a program, not just the kids, a program that has a losing mentality. And, and a lot of times with a losing mentality, it's a rebellious mentality. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do this. Lazy, disrespectful, dismissive. Um, uh, entitled to change that around and then do it with new young people, yep. young people, like 20, 19, 18-year-old kids coming in from different parts of the country and get them to come to one mindset where they can win a game versus a nationally ranked team that has a lot of players that were playing on the national championship team, I mean, the a bowl, uh, a game team last year, that is awesome. And we got to give him his credit got for that. Got to, man. We got to give him his credit got for to. that. And people, People people don't like Dion for a lot of reasons. Brash, braggadocious, outgoing, outspoken. It's about me. It's me, 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 guy. Okay, all of us have defects that are a part of us and that some people just don't like. It's right. what it is. But the best of what he did yesterday and what he's doing and what he's been doing for the past 15 years from the high school level to college level, we got to acknowledge that because he's saving young people's lives. Come on, man. Preach there, there, there are young you. men that are going to go to Colorado and they're going to – they're going to their lives are going to be different. Their lives are going to be better because of the beacon that is there now. And we and, and maybe one day again I'll call in and talk about all the football stuff. But I just want to talk about the nah, life man, stuff. Vic, we appreciate it as always, man. Appreciate you tapping in. We're up against yeah. the break right now, Vic. Always good to hear from you. Now I think he hits on the point that I thought I was trying to hit, man. For him to do what he did in less than a year is super impressive, man. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. I'll tell you everything I learned in week one of the college football season. Coming up at 1020, our college football insider, Denton Day, set to join the program. All that and more coming on this special Sunday edition of Overtime next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.